If you read a book, you get one insight. If you read two books, you have two insights. So if you read a whole bunch of books, you'll be a very insightful person. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Every Knee Shall Bow, your weekly seasonal Catholic podcast on evangelization. My name is Mike Gomer Gormley, and I've been doing the work of an evangelist in a parish setting for 17 years, as well as doing conferences and missions and partnering with parishes and dioceses and Catholic schools for about 15 years. And then before that, for about 25 years, I've been teaching, preaching, evangelizing, challenging, changing, and doing apologetics and everything in between as an ordinary lay Roman Catholic. My goal for this podcast from the very beginning with my homeboy, Dave Van Vickle, was to help teach ordinary Catholics how to actually evangelize. What ended up happening is our wonderful podcast by Ascension Press, that they, they have been so incredible to partner with. But this wonderful little podcast, a little podcast that could, when compared to Bible in a year and catechism in a year, this little podcast has effectively helped change many parishes and dioceses in our country. It blows our minds all the time when we get emails from listeners who say, I put my entire parish staff or all of my volunteer catechists through the, you know, the document series that you went through or the JP2 series that you did. We have people who have been trained on giving testimonies through your podcast, or I learned about spiritual warfare from one of Dave's solo episodes from two years ago. Like the feedback has been incredible and the energy behind it has been amazing, but our lives have been literally upside down for both of us. They have been crazy, but we all know that the craziness of Dave Van Vickle's life outpaces any normal mortal. I feel like I'm reading a Greek tragedy whenever I sit down and push the record button with Dave. Unfortunately, and we all know this, not only did Dave lose his mother in October, he lost his job in November, but then he lost his beautiful wife, servant of God in my mind, servant of God, Amber Van Vickle. He lost her the second week of February, finally succumbing after four years to her battle with cancer, laying down her cross and triumphantly seeing the face of Jesus. I have known many people who have suffered from the horrors of cancer, but I have known very few that suffer in a heroically saintly way, and she is one of them. I'm not here to canonize anyone. That is not what I ever want to do. But man alive, do I want to canonize Amber Van Vickle. She is incredible. She is amazing. And we are lucky to have such an intercessor for us. But, but please continue every single day when you hear this podcast or you think of us or you think of the show or you want to evangelize, remember Amber and offer up a Hail Mary for the repose of her soul and for the consolation of their family. Dave is not going to be joining me for this season. I know it's heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker for me. Here I am upstairs at midnight recording in my bedroom, talking to a screen with like 20 pages of notes because I don't know how to do this without Dave. So my hope is that you can join me and this can be like me talking directly to you, not you listening to our conversation, but me talking to you about one subject and one subject only discipleship. So what we want to do is break down. Now, me and Dave came up with this outline with the folks at Ascension, Mariah, she's my homegirl. 
we came up with this outline months ago and we kept trying to find a time to record. In fact, we were even going to fly out to record at a new audio studio that Ascension has up in uh, the frozen northern tundra somewhere. I think it's in uh, the North Pole. It's like right next door to Santa Claus, but we can never make it with my schedule and with Dave's schedule and it all fell apart. So last week, Dave reached out to me and just said, you know what? Take over the show. Do it however you want. And I can't imagine doing this show with anyone else. So I'm going to do the show by myself, but have twice the arrogance and twice the charisma so that you can feel like Dave is still here with us. Now, this is what I want to do. I want to break down the topic of the essential elements of Catholic discipleship. Now, a podcast is not going to be comprehensive. That would actually be really, really boring. But we want to lay out the essentials, the main topics, the main points of discipleship. And one of the things that I've done in order to prepare for this is I'm basically taking a book or two books and I'm going through them every like three days and writing pages of notes. I got my notes right here. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? This is, this is the legal pad that I have filled about 15 pages worth of notes for these episodes so that the content that I give you is rock solid, truly practical and deeply Catholic, right? What we want to do is build an army of not just apologists, people who know how to defend the faith. We want to build an army of not just evangelists, people who know how to proclaim the gospel, but an army of disciples of Jesus. We want to build the company of Christ. We want fellowship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we want to build up the body of Christ, which is the church. So our task, me and Dave laid out eight episodes to walk you through seven principles with an intro at the beginning. I'm getting all of this data, books, insights. Someone said once, if you read a book, you get one insight. If you read two books, you have two insights. So if you read a whole bunch of books, you'll be a very insightful person. So my goal is to stand on the shoulders of giants, especially people like Frank Sheed and his amazing work evangelizing and doing an apologetics and doing discipleship and the mean streets of Hyde Park in London and all over the world with his missions and trainings and all this stuff. I want to be able to preach and teach, challenge and change lives. And I want you to come along with me for this journey. Now, I know as Catholics, we don't like to focus on evangelization and discipleship. Okay, sure. We like catechesis and we like repentance, but only in the confines of a confessional and things like that. But chances are, if you're listening to this, if you're a member of our EKSB audience, you know that that's a false version of Catholicism, that the Catholic Church is built on evangelization. One time I heard Andy Stanley, an evangelical pastor, talk about in his book Deep and Wide how the word church isn't a good translation of the Greek ecclesia, because ecclesia or ecclesia means that which is called out, meaning called out of the world and called together. That congregation or assembly is a better term. But church comes from the German word kirk or kirch, which means the thing that belongs to the Lord, like the property, the Lord of the manor, right? And he said the medieval church, by which he means the Catholic church, the medieval church changed the word church or translated the word church, ecclesia into church, because it emphasized its material prosperity and it denied the fact or diminished the fact that the church is a called out group, is an assembly, a congregation, that it is, in fact, a mission. And he said, in the medieval age, the church lost the sense of mission. 
And I'm sitting there and I'm reading deep and wide and I'm listening to his presentations and deep and wide about deep and wide on YouTube and whatnot. And I'm getting angrier and angrier because during this supposed middle ages, when the church did nothing but care about her possessions, entire religious orders were founded, begun on the evangelization of the heathen. In fact, every century, entire countries converted to Christianity because of her missionary efforts. I mean, we have the Cyrillic alphabet because of St. Cyril and Methodius evangelizing the Slavic peoples. We have the conversion of so many people in the world today or their countries centuries ago because of the missionary spirit of the church. But you know what? He might have been wrong, but for kind of all the right reasons. Sometimes when we hear the word church, we think of the stuff. We think of the building, or we only think of the hierarchy, and we don't think of the laity too. But this, this is a way for us to get off the hook, isn't it? To get off the hook of evangelizing and discipling others, to have uncomfortable conversations with people that we know and love and with absolute strangers. We don't want to do the task of evangelizing. And even though we know that we're called to evangelize because we're called to be prophets as by virtue of our baptism and our confirmation, priest, prophet, and king, the prophetic office is the evangelizing office. We know that. Come on. If you're listening to us, you know this already. But we don't want to evangelize because it's honestly, it's nerve wracking. It's scary. It's terrifying. Well, guess what? It was the same for the first apostles who followed this mysterious rabbi in Galilee and in Judea, in the wilderness, in the towns, in the cities, in the villages. Imagine one day when they didn't even have a full lockdown of who Jesus was, a prophet? Sure. The Messiah? I don't know. The Christ? I don't know. The son of the living God? I don't know about that. They never had the, the pleasure of knowing how the story ends with Easter Sunday and Ascension Thursday. They just knew the Jesus who healed a bunch of people, exercised a bunch of demons, and preached the kingdom. And then he sends them out two by two. Can you imagine what it must have been like to preach the kingdom, to heal, to exercise demons? They come back and they're excited. But you know what the one thing they didn't talk about? They didn't talk about the actual preaching. I mean, did people not ask them questions? Hey, who is this Jesus? Could he be the Messiah? Uh, 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 you look like you have the sniffles. Let me heal you. Right? Like we never hear about what they preached ever. None of the four gospel writers write it down, even though all the four gospel writers talk about the disciples going out and preaching. And so what did they preach? What did they teach? How awkward must they have felt for not fully knowing the identity of Jesus as the Messiah of Israel, the Christ of God, but still having to go out and preach the kingdom anyways. And so here we are, you and I, Dave says this all the time, that the key to honest evangelization is premature deployment, quoting Jim Beckman. This notion of, okay, you don't have all the information. You don't have all the answers. You don't have everything written down. It doesn't matter. Go out and spread the good news. Go and make disciples of all the nations. So brothers and sisters, this podcast season is going to be dedicated to equipping you through looking at the lens of the New Testament of how to actually make disciples. Because when we stop and actually slow down and read the Gospels, we realize that there was never just one call to one group of people and, or, or to every person that followed Jesus. It wasn't just one method. All are called, and the calls are pretty different. There are so many different calls in the Gospels to different people because people are different. Matthew's call as a tax collector was 
Very nonchalant if you're to believe the painting. Jesus barely even sticks out his finger. If you go and Google the call of Matthew or the call of Levi, Jesus barely even pointing at him. He just says, come follow me, right? Paul, on the other hand, is blinded and yelled at by Christ. Simon had his name changed to Peter, right? Not everyone has a sensational story. In fact, for some of the apostles, the only thing we know about them is their names, we don't, I mean, some of them, the majority of them, we don't have any sense of their personality. Really, if you're talking about the apostles and their personality, all we know are is Peter's, John's, you know, you could say James and John with the whole son of thunder thing, but really just John's and Thomas's, the doubting Thomas. Those are really the main people that we know out of the 12. Philip, Nathaniel, also called Bartholomew. Yeah, we, we don't really know a lot about this guy. And of course we know the story of Judas. So what we are going to do in this season of Every Knee Shall Bow is we're going to look at the essential elements of Catholic discipleship, and we're going to do it in this kind of intimate uh, one-on-one sort of way. I'm going to talk to my microphone and pretend like I'm talking to you. And what I'm also going to do is not only walk you through the Gospels and the major kind of tentpole aspects of discipleship, but I'm also going to give you homework. And this is homework that I'm not just giving to you, pawning off on you, but I'm going to do as well with you. And this is homework that can be done in the seven days between the release of every new episode. So my hope is that as we double down on these topics, these themes, everything that we want to get across on what is Catholic discipleship, we are in a journey together. Now, EKSB is somewhat famous, if not infamous, for our practical takeaways. In the beginning of the show, we had five practical takeaways. Me and Dave were so enthusiastic, we would come up with all these amazing things. And then they went down to three, and then they went down to one. And then we kind of didn't do them for a while and hoped no one noticed. But then the people at Ascension kept saying, hey, looking for some practical takeaways. And then we repented under the Lord and under Mariah, and then we started reinstituting them. So Catholic discipleship this spring season will not only give you sound biblical advice, but it's also going to open up for you a practice of Christian discipleship that draws on the Catholic intellectual tradition, the saints, right? But most, above all, draws from the beauty of the gospels themselves. Let's apply the calls of all these different people that the Holy Spirit inspired to have written down so that we can imitate their method so we can imitate their response so that we can imitate Jesus in the call himself. Okay. So that's what we're going to cover for Catholic discipleship, the essential elements of Catholic discipleship. Right now it's going to be eight episodes long with this intro episode. We're going to examine what it means to be a disciple of the rabbi Jesus of the prophet Jesus, of the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. And we're going to explore cop-outs and ways that we avoid discipleship because it might make us uncomfortable, or maybe we're not bold, or maybe we just don't want to follow the Holy Spirit. So join me every week as we walk through the essential elements of Catholic discipleship sponsored by Ascension, your leader in Catholic evangelization. Man, I can't even say, I don't even know how to end this. How do I end this? Do I just end it there? See, this is why I need Dave. I need him to make an awkward comment right now. Ascension Press is awesome. The people to do this are awesome. They're supporting us. We love them. Big smooches. Let's do this discipleship. 